Hello, 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 saints of Yahweh. What's up? It is another glorious, wonderful day in the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's a marvelous day. It is November 16th, 2022. And we give God all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise today. Amen. Our tidbit of inspiration for today comes from Romans chapter 8, verses 31 and 32, verse 35, and verse 37 through 39. And I'll be reading from the voice translation or the voice paraphrase. And our word for today reads, So what should we say about all of this? If God is on our side, then tell me, whom should we fear? If God did not spare his own son, but handed him over on our account, then don't you think that God will graciously Sorry, but God will graciously give us all things with Jesus. So who can separate us? What can come between us and the love of God's anointed? Can troubles, hardships, persecution, hunger, poverty, danger, or even death? The answer is, Absolutely nothing. But no matter what comes, we will always taste victory through Jesus who loved us. For I have every confidence that nothing, not death, life, heavenly messengers, dark spirits, the present, the future, spiritual powers, height, death, nor any created thing can come between us and the love of God revealed in the anointed Jesus, our Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Nothing can come between us and the love of God's anointed. When we look at this passages of scriptures, these different these verses it says that if god did not spare his own son but handed him over on our account not his account but on our account handed him over for us for us to die on our account, don't we think that God will graciously give us all things with him? And, it's, you know, when we think about the love of God being poured out to us and being given to us and that Jesus came willingly with God's blessing to pay the price for humankind, to bring humankind back to the Lord, back to in relationship with God, that 
Why would God withhold anything else from us? Why would God keep anything else from us if God gave all that he had on our behalf so that we could be called the children of God, so that we could be in relationship with the Most High God, the creator of all things? Why do we even think that God would not give us anything? Why do we believe that God would give us everything bad in this world? Why do we believe that God would put sickness on us, that God would give us depression, that God would give us mental illness, that God would, would, would give us all the things that are wrong in this world? Why do we think that? Why do we think that of our Lord who gave us his only son to reconcile us back to himself? Wow. Wow. Why do we think that? We have such a distorted image of God. We do not perceive the God of glory in his full loving kindness. And everything that God has for us, he has nothing that is terrible. If you think about parenting a child, and there's a scripture that says that if you being evil would give good things to your children, how much more would God give that to us? We need to think about this thing. Think about why would God give us anything that would be destructive to us? to teach us anything. We don't do that to our children, do we? We don't give our kids destructive things to try to teach them how to to do something or how to be more than what they are. We use situations and circumstances that happen in their lives to help them be able to make right decisions so those things don't come about again or so that they don't get deeper into wrong thinking. But we don't create bad things or detrimental things in their lives to teach them anything. So why do we think that about the Lord? Why do we think that about El Shaddai, the most high God of all the earth? Why? We need to ask ourselves, why do we think that? Why do we believe that? It's been perpetuated over centuries, over generation from generation by the deceiver, to, to deceive us into thinking it comes from God. Therefore, you don't fight it as hard as you would if you didn't think it came from God. And that's the whole point of it, to steal from you. You see, because that's the only weapon that the enemy has is stealing. Stealing, if he can steal the word from us, if he can steal our confidence in God, if he can steal or she, doesn't matter, whatever you want to call the, the enemy that wars against us, the energy that wars against us, that tries to keep us from meditating and submersing ourselves 
in the good of God and the good of love that that enemy has created in us the thought that God would do something that God would never do. Now, in this in this passage of scripture, he's saying, Paul is saying to us, what could separate us? What could come between us and the love of God? Why should we be afraid when the love of God is in us and is working in us and working for us? We shouldn't be afraid of anything because love is on our side. And because love is on our side, there is nothing that can separate us from the love that God has poured out towards us. Nothing we can get into, nothing that the enemy can throw at us can separate us from the love of God. And so we have to set our minds to, excuse me, to fight against the things that come to us from the enemy to deceive us, to trick us. We have to fight those things so that they don't overtake us. And that's what happens, that these things overtake us because we have a thought that they come from God. And they do not. They do not come from God. None of this. Sometimes they come from our poor decisions. We make wrong decisions and we want to put the outcome of those wrong decisions on God, but they they were our decisions. And if we had taken the time to stop to consult the God in us, we probably wouldn't have made that decision. So, now that we know that nothing separates us, it says that we will always taste victory through him who loved us. We will always know victory through Jesus who loves us, through God who loves us. And we must understand that the love of God is everything, that God's love is the most powerful thing in this earth. And if we begin to meditate on that and begin to think about what the love of God will do, wow, we will be more than victors, victory, victors, because we have the victory through Christ Jesus, because Jesus has already won the victory. We're more than victors. We're more than conquerors in the love of Jesus, in the love, in the love. It says that nothing can come between us. That we, it says, for I have every confidence that nothing, nothing can defeat us. That nothing can come between us. It says, not death. And, you know, there's a scripture that says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so some people will say, well, you know, we have victory in death. And because we're to be, to, when we die, we're uh, in the presence of the Lord. But, I don't believe, I'm telling you, this This is me, I do not believe that God has ordained for us to die early. 
for those of us who believe and stand in the word that that we are to die uh, prematurely, that we're to die by by violence. There, that's the, the the enemy stealing our lives from us, and we must learn how. We have to learn how to stand in the victory of God and stand through the protection of God. If we're standing in the protection of God, then I don't think anything, you know, anything can kill us. You know, the, 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 the Apostle John comes to mind, and you think about all the things that he went through. None of those things killed him. He was the one apostle that I, I don't even remember if, if we know how, how he passed on other than natural circumstances, as we call them. But they boiled him. They they tried to pull him apart. They did a bunch of stuff to him and never killed him. And so they exiled him to the Isle of Patmos. They exiled him to an island by himself because they couldn't kill him. The love of God. And remember, John called himself the disciple that Jesus loved. He had tapped into the love of God and the power of that love. We have to learn how to do that. We have to learn how to tap into the love that God has has poured out to us. It says that the love of God is uh is shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So God has given us that love. We have to learn how to access that love and apply it in our lives every single day. The love of God is overpoweringly well in our lives, and we must learn how to walk in it. The devil, the devil, the enemy of this universe cannot overpower the love of God. And we must learn how to appropriate that love in our lives and walk in it. In the name of Jesus, love, love. Love. It is the most powerful thing on this earth that human beings can learn how to walk in and overpower everything that tries to come against us. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your love that you poured out through your son, Jesus. We thank you for that love that has Caused us to be your children as we accept who Jesus is and we understand your love. As we understand your love and accept that love, that's who Jesus is. And as we learn how to walk in that love, as we learn how to show that love in you, show that love through you, that that love will bring about the things that we need in our lives. But we still have to learn how to ask you. We still have to learn how to talk to you and develop a relationship with you. That's what you wanted from us. Help us to be able to approach and develop a relationship with you as children 
with their parents. We thank you for it, God. We give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Amen. Have a glorious, wonderful day in the Lord. I love you. And Jesus loves you so much more. I'll talk with you tomorrow.